heavy on the synth. Dude, the song's amazing. Oh, man. 80s music just hits different. Dude, it really, I mean, you feel it. And what's crazy, that's Mr. Mister, if, if nobody knows that. Yeah. Um, depending on how old you are listening to the Curious. podcast right now. Um, they had multiple hits, right? Tons of hits. This one uh, was released in 85, didn't get big till 86, um, which is kind of cool. But Take coolest thing about this song. These broken wings. Yeah, that's another song. Of course, yeah. I love that right? song, yeah. Kiri Elison means Lord have mercy. Hmm. Irish. Well, well, Roman Catholic Church has okay. a lot of doctrine about it, right? Yeah. So it's it's kind of impressive to think, especially being the Davkis podcast, right? So I mean, we because we deal with a lot of issues, a lot of heartache. Yeah, um, it's incredible to think what the song means when you know what Kyrielisin means, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and and I think as a parent, dude, if if you're not thinking Lord have mercy on a regular basis, <laughs> <laughs> probably doing something wrong. Yeah, right. Ryan, do you want to intro us? You want to say, hey, we're yeah, the Davkis podcast. I'm Ryan. I'm Tristan. Thanks for joining us for episode number 38. 38. Yeah. Is it eight or nine? 38. The okay. consumption. The consumption. <laughs> well, so, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll hit on that later. Perfect. But yeah. But no, so um, so Mr. <laughs> Mr. Broken Wings, uh, I went out and I picked up a 1985 600 watt Kenwood component stereo. Sweet. Single display tray, right? Yeah. They called it trays back then. Yeah. The dual cassette tape player, but not the one with record on both sides, only one side. Did it have the input old. for the laser disc? No, no, that was late. That was like 90, <laughs> no, late 90s, was early 90s. Early 90s, yeah. yeah. But I've got the phonograph, which means record player for young cats mm-hmm. out there. Dude, just swapped out the needle, hooked it up. Dylan and I did it together. You could bump some vinyl on that thing. It's, it's, pretty, it's pretty amazing. Like, it's incredible how the sound coming through it just is warmer yeah. and nicer. And like literally after it was set up, we, we stayed up to like 1130 at night, hanging out, just mm-hmm. chatting and chilling. And it, it was like being back in 1985. That's awesome. Yeah. It felt really good. How was, uh, how was your weekend? I know it's Thursday, but how was your weekend? What did you do? I don't even remember. No. Um, hung out with some friends, had some dudes over and made dinner and, um, yeah. Had a little men's, fellowship there. Yeah. Men's breakfast at church on, on Saturday morning, which is cool. great. Uh, met a met a new guy going through some stuff, and so um, just an opportunity to get some solid guys around him, and invited everybody over for dinner, made fajitas, and it was a good chance to just break bread and fellowship, man. Like really, I mean, ha- and had some general conversation, which was good. I'm um, just kind of being around, like in a healthy environment when you're going through some heavy stuff, is is nice. Just take a break, not yeah. to like wear your crap. So um, yeah, it was good. So. You know, I mean, dude, it's it's super important to get out once you're doing when you're going through something like that. Yeah, because if you're not, you're just literally soaking in it and letting it fester, wallowing and and, in your yeah, in your everyday pity, pity and everything else that is involved mm-hmm. with that. If you've been through heartache, um, we know how dirty it gets, and so it was great. I mean, a chance to be on the other side of it as somebody that like gets to help. Like I, my job in that situation isn't to fix anything. It's yep. just be like, dude, here's a place to come hang out. Like, you don't have to worry about your crap right now. Turn it's your safe. phone off if you want. It's safe. We don't have to talk about it if you don't want to. 
Mm-hmm. Like, let's just talk. We can just, you know, hash out whatever. And uh, so it was good. We had some some good conversations and, and then some laughs. So it was good to just kind of get to know um, each other in that element and try to, you know, build a relationship. So, Dude, that's awesome. That's totally awesome. Yeah. What oh, yeah, about you? I, you do anything other than... Other than the stereo the stuff? stereo. And, <laughs> oh, dude, I destroyed my entire front room. Really? Like, there were, there's components everywhere. Like, I've got a six-disc changer with it also. And there's another <laughs> another phonograph. And, like, I, I destroyed the front room. Where did you find room. this thing? Like One of my friends posted on Facebook, and I was like, I have to have this. That's awesome. I, and I, I wrote her immediately. I was like, look, I need, no, I have to have this. I'm coming to get this. That's awesome. Like, <laughs> just, like I said, I got a sub for you that you can throw with that, and it'd sound actually probably pretty kicking. Like, That's cool. I'm excited, man. It's, it's, it's a lot of fun because it's just, just brings you back. I, uh, I sent Junior a video of it playing. With Boys to Men, because that's his favorite group. <laughs> and it's like one of the CDs I have. I have Motown Philly on CD. And so nice. I'm like, oh, yeah, sweet. I got Let's Big Willie style you can borrow. <laughs> nice. <laughs> that was um, Big Willie style. Was, that was a great album, actually. For Will Smith, yeah. Yeah, dude. That had 95? Miami and all sorts of stuff on it. Is that 95, 96, 7, mm-hmm. somewhere in there? Yeah. yeah. Dude, no, I remember being Miami. a solid album. Uh, yeah. Just the Two of Us, the remix with him and his yeah. super solid album. Yep. It was actually a pretty Big really for Will Smith, yeah, yeah, not bad. I think the Men in Black theme was on there still too. Yep, yeah, I think so. Also, um, which that song, I, if you I, had subs back in the day, oh, God. that song hit crazy. Oh, I remember like my buddy had like a 1994 Oldsmobile Calais, nice like a grandma car, right? <laughs> had two JL 12s in the trunk on that car. Mm-hmm. Stereo is probably worth more than the car, I'm sure. Absolutely. But man, we would mob downtown and we had like a six disc. He had like a six disc changer in there. In the and ba- just the be, very back oh, or like under the seat? It was in the trunk. Okay. So it was not yeah. the easy way to get to. No, no. No, it you was would the... have to get out to change and <laughs> all those burned discs and everything else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you were a baller if you had the, disc, the CD changer that did MP3s also. Yeah. yeah. These were MP3s though. They were the, like the original Legit, burned yeah. CDs that you could only fit like. 12 on and oh gosh half the time yeah. it would give your computer aids if you tried to download the wrong song because mm-hmm. you were uh <laughs> on napster, napster. Spot, yeah Nap- well, no, what before spot limewire limewire Lime yeah oh, napster gosh. and limewire um the good old days right when metallica would try to sue you uh for downloading <laughs> the music <laughs> Never, nobody knew what a vpn was nope you were just there <laughs> Like hoping, yeah, opening my computer to the gateway to every <laughs> virus and thing, vile thing for a computer on the on the internet. So cool. Um, but yeah, those were the good old days. We mobbed downtown Lewis and just pounded like Big Willie style, um, Limp Biscuit CD. I remember he had one. Oh yeah. Um, I'm trying to remember who else was there. Um, yeah, I mean it was it was just a good time for music in general though back then. Yeah, it so really much was. fun. I would like, so I had a bunch of mixed discs or mixed uh, discs and stuff. It was in my Mustang. I had a 94 Mustang with the uh, changer in the back. I had a, uh, and I remember distinctly, I had an Alpine type WS10, and they didn't make them. They, 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 very, they didn't make very many of them, but I found one, uh-huh. and it was in a, uh, a band pass, a sealed band pass box that was freaking weird. Uh-huh. And it would hit tones. That would hit. Like, yeah. Oh, dude, it was crazy. Like, I, I was, you could Alpines would audibly hit, hear. 20 hertz, and I was, gonna, you're not supposed to. I've got a kicker comp VR still in a box in my garage right now. That's so cool. I think I'm like, I could like bust that thing out because it was like when I got it, it was it was the jam, but like mm-hmm. I've even I have MTX like amp that goes with it. Like I have the whole wiring harness. I found it like digging through the garage like this summer. That's like, cool. Oh, I could hook up my stereo in like my truck, but then it would be like, and I'll make my child go deaf. <laughs> <laughs> Only if you turn it up. Yeah, it's true. He might love, dude. He might love being vibrated. 
All kids yeah. love it, dude. They're yeah. like, ah, oh, I can true. feel it. It's so cool. But at yeah. the same time, I, I'm not like a loud stereo guy. It's like, oh, sweet. What am I going to listen to? Talk radio on it. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm an old man now. I, it would be, yeah. you, you are, apparently. Yeah, apparently. Yeah, if I'm listening to talk radio. <laughs> so uh, the on my truck, the starter stuck. Uh-oh. Just enough. Just Hit it with en- a ball-peen hammer. Dude, it was just enough, though, that it was like... Is it the starter or is it the um, flex plate bolts? Okay. And that's where I was. And I'm like, oh, gosh. So I, I replaced the starter, got it all done, whatever. Um, now it starts like a freaking top, dude. It's Zip. nice. Oh, like yeah. Half a click. Just oh, crazy, crazy. Yeah. So good, yeah. I was happy about that. Oh, that's uh, always getting like the little mechanical things done. Like just things that'll bug you, you know? Mm-hmm. Like it was like the summer when I had my speakers go out in my truck. Yep. And I was like super annoyed. I only had one speaker <laughs> that worked. Bug For your talk radio, it should have been okay. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> but it would still buzz with talk radio. So I'm like, ah, oh, man, like, okay. Um, Dude, I, um, my truck has no antenna. Ooh. Right. And it, it's okay because I don't, I don't like the look of an antenna anyway. Sure. Whatever, right? But you don't pick up good FM signal. Well, probably. yeah, you get, I get garbage now. Yeah. And usually I'm listening to XM, but there's times when I'm like, you know, parked behind something where it's like no signal at all drives me insane so i'm like okay fm so i picked up this little mini internal antenna that i'm going to plug in that sits inside the truck uh-huh it's supposed to be phenomenal it's been laying in my office you can get those ones that go around your rearview mirror too oh yeah but it's, it's been laying in my office and i'm like okay i gotta do this <laughs> and it seems like everything screws with my uh my navigation signal on my truck i don't know what it is man like i I plug whatever into it, and it's like no navigation. I'm like, how is that? And then I unplug it, and it's fine. Is it the stock nav, too? It is, yeah. Okay, that's probably why. It's garbage, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, GM. It's true, though. (laughs) So I watched um, Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi. And The Legend of the Ten Rings. Okay. Have you seen the trailer? Probably not. Of course you haven't. I was going to say, is this the movie that they watched on Office Space when they like Kung Fu? No. I just, I feel like it's... (laughs) It's so tough to talk to you about movies because you don't watch anything. I do watch some. What do you watch? Give me, give me I something. I watch like war movies though. Like, or like, I'll go back to the well and watch like 90s comedies and kids' movies. I watched, um, <laughs> I went to the theater and saw a movie. No. With Owen. No. Yeah, two weeks ago. We went and okay. watched, um, uh, it's the robot movie where it's like Apple, but a knockoff. Um, Oh crap! What was the name of the movie? Oh, is now? that where the the little robot guy is? Yeah, a friend? The, rolls around. It's a friend, and he was like broken versus He's, yeah, screwed oh. up. It, it's like um, something's broken or whatever. Or uh, yeah, I've seen the trailer yeah. many ah, times. Darn it, dude! It, you better remember what that is because the trailer looks insane. It okay, looks so fun. it was the creepiest movie I've seen for a kid, but it was entertaining as all get out. Okay, but like the parallels of what is currently going on with our cell phone like devices and everything and addictions to and- what goes on with that. Holy crap! I'm watching, and it kind of freaked Owen out because it was like so realistic like really in a sense of what it could do um oh man i i watched i literally watched trailer this weekend because i was like oh dude yeah this is a movie i want to watch so okay. show my kids um what's it called dude what's it called it's a, <laughs> <laughs> i watched the trailer oh here it is, is ron's gone wrong ron's gone wrong yeah and it's actually um the voice of ron the robot is zach galifianakis okay it's actually pretty darn funny. There's some funny adult humor in it. Um, it's kid friendly for the most part. There's a few like intense parts though with it. So it did for a five year old. He got kind of worked up a little bit, kind hmm. of kind of afraid. But it's a good movie. Uh, solid flick. If you want to watch something that's going to keep entertaining for everybody, it's a good movie for that. Cool. Okay. Um, 
but yeah, like the evil empire that it's like a knockoff Apple. It's called Bubble. That's um, cool. Yeah, but like they're iBot or whatever they're called, and or MBots <laughs> or whatever. Um, yeah, so it was a very interesting though. Dude, I'm, I, I want to see it. They st- yeah, it's you'd see I it. I totally want to see it. I want to talk to you about it because like unpacking like how the tracks and like it watches everybody and like it knows what they like and dislike and then they'll start sending them information and send their parents the information about what they like so they can purchase and it's like oh exactly you mean it's what Facebook I do right, right? Now. yeah it's exactly what yeah exactly Google and Facebook and Apple Crazy. do to you right now um, so, so yeah, it was a good movie though here's the cool thing about Shang Shang Chi sorry it's Shang Chi okay I want to say Shang so hard but his his name is Shang Chi Shang so he goes by Sean oh. <laughs> I know, creative. Anyway, um, really solid flick. Uh, yeah, I didn't really expect too much going into it, you know, because I'm like, oh, it's a martial arts, whatever, and mm-hmm. I'm really picky about those. And I, I read about it, but, dude, you you watch it, and visually it's stunning, especially in the end of the movie. Freaking beautiful, right? Great story for the most part. Uh, unbelievable, yes, but, hey, it's a comic book. What do you expect, right? Okay. That's really what it is. Is it a dubbed, like original dubbed no, movie? No, not at all. It is, it, okay. It's an American movie. Okay. Um, no political stuff that I noticed. Huh. Here's something super cool, ready? It was banned in China because the main actor stood up and talked negatively negatively about China because of what's going on there. Oh, so he, wasn't, said, he wasn't LeBron James. Okay. No, China said, take it back or we're going to ban it. He was like, I'm not taking it back. <laughs> so it's nice. banned in China. Uh, okay. For that alone, I might go it's watch it watching. now. Yeah, dude, it's it's totally it's on HBO Max right now. Okay, yeah, it, it, is HBO it was, Max worth it? Do oh yeah, well yes and no. There's there's so much stuff. Yeah, there if is you have so like much Amazon stuff. Prime already. No, oh, dude, and then Amazon Prime doesn't have even remotely okay. what this has. Like Amazon Prime has been bugging me a little bit lately because the access of what you get to there's so much stuff that they want to charge you for now. Yeah, it's like watch anything new. It's like what they give you that's new. It like came out like seven years ago, and that that's exactly what it is. So I mean, like HBO Max though, for the price you get, there are some things that will only release on HBO Max, and then they release in theaters, and you get yeah. it first. Um, Shang Chi, did it go to? I think it went to the theaters, and then it hit HBO Max. Okay. Um, right now, Jungle Cruises on there with a the rock. Um, if you're a Doctor Who came out last summer, I believe. Did it? I've been waiting for us. It's like a year or two ago. But, but yeah. I mean, there's there's so many things that release on it. Um, that's just it's super impressive. Or okay. was it? Or was or was it Disney Plus that Shang Chi's on? I have no idea. I, I don't, don't have remember. Disney Plus anymore. I used to have Hulu, and I liked Hulu. Maybe it was or Disney Hulu Plus. Hulu was Plus to me was worth it because you Disney also owns have... Marvel. Yeah. Okay, sorry. These are on Disney then. My okay. bad. Um, but HBO Max, dude, like like literally, like there's a lot of things that release on it that. Um, that would be in theaters. Because everybody's like trying to get me down on Paramount. And I'm like, I don't watch Yellowstone. No. Like, no. Yeah. I don't care about CBS TV shows, so no. Dune released on HBO Max. Okay. First. A bunch of other random things. I, I huh. forgot what they were, but I think I've talked about them yeah. when they released. It's just just totally good. But yeah, that movie um, surprised me. Cool. Very much surprised me, yeah. Hmm. Yep. Cool. I dig it. Um, and very Wu-Tang style, but fun. Wu-Tang's awesome. Have you ever seen... Okay, have you seen the movie... Probably, just say no automatically. I already know you haven't. But I'm going to say... I'm going to position it that way. Have you seen um, The Man with the Golden Fists, or is it The Metal Fists? Yes. With RZA? Yeah. 
You no, you have not. Yeah, I saw it like back. It came it's out so in full like, of crap. It came out in like what two thousand and like four or five. Yep. Yeah, I saw it. My buddies like were huge. Did you see number two? No. Okay. No, I saw the first one because the first one was awful. Yeah. And we used to do like awful movie night, and so that was one of the movies that we watched. It was in, okay. That's because we also watched like Zardoz. Awesome. <laughs> Zardoz. Such That's a, a terrible movie. <laughs> if you ever want to see Sean Connery in a mankini for a solid two hours, watch Zardoz. So bad. And it is. It's a mankini. It, it's, it's not weird. It's not shorts. It's weird. It is the straight. It would be a great Halloween costume. Oh, my God. If it wasn't cold. Yeah, that's true. But if I'd... people knew, like, who you were. <laughs> you could go Zardoz, Zardoz. And you'd have a girl go as Bo Derek and see if they yeah. could figure it out. Yeah, figure it out. That'd be great. <laughs> if you don't know what we're talking about, right now, get on your phone. Google <laughs> Zardoz. Z-A-R-D-O-Z. And just look at the pictures, and you're welcome. It's got an early Sean Connery. Sean Connery. I can't even talk like him anymore. Rest in peace. One of my favorite actors. Yeah, he died, like, not that long ago. Really? I'm almost positive that he passed away within the last two weeks. I didn't. I didn't hear that. Uh, well, Sean Connery. We'll take a, a moment of silence. Show uh, or just talk. Like passed him. away October thirty first, two thousand twenty. Twenty twenty. Dude, I didn't know that. He really? Died a year ago. How did How did I not know that? How did I? I thought he died like more recent. I don't know what's going on anymore. Are we? That can't. That's that fake news. No, that's legit. He passed away last year. Wow, man, Sean Connery's like. Thanks a lot, coronavirus. Was it? No. It's just made us forget that Sean Connery died. All sorts of things are happening. Uh, what, what is going on now, man? Yeah, the Burks, I mean, he was the best Bond. He he was an amazing Bond. I think he was the best Bond. Person. He was a fantastic Bond. Um, who was the guy before him? I mean, after him. Roger Moore? Roger Moore was great. Roger Moore was good, too. He was great. Yeah, you're right. Right? Um, I like the new Bond, like the most recent one. I like Daniel okay. Craig. I hate saying this. Uh, I've watched like maybe two of Daniel Craig's. That's it. Yeah. I like him as an actor because he's like more stoic. <laughs> he's not like the the crazy womanizing Bond like you were used to with like Sean Connery and Roger Moore. Everyone and before Pierce Daniel Brosnan. Craig. Yeah. yeah. Pierce Brosnan was the yeah, worst but, Bond. Yeah, Pierce but, Brosnan, I feel like I could beat in a fight. <laughs> <laughs> if I fought Pierce Brosnan, I think I could beat the crap out of him. Who who was the dude that was that was married or dating Elizabeth Hurley for a minute? He got caught with prostitutes. Um, oh, was, Kevin Klein? No, he was no. in like four weddings and a funeral. English guy. Yeah, yeah no, English no, talking about, it's not uh, Kevin Klein. Um, oh, oh, I'm gonna get a million. Uh, Hugh Grant. Hugh Grant. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Hugh Grant. There we go. I didn't have to look that up. Why I knew that? I have no idea. Could you imagine Hugh Grant as James Bond? No. It would be. Oh, dear Lord, that'd be horrible. You know, so like bad. Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> he was the best. Benedict Cumberbutton was the best freaking. Because um, he was a Bond villain, though, wasn't he? Was he? Was he? I don't, I'm, I don't know. I know that they had, uh, what's his name? That Pat, He was in um, the, the Sharded guy. Um, the Sharded? What? I just Sharded. He was in the movie with uh, Ben Stiller. I'm trying to remember his name, but he was a Bond villain. He was my favorite Bond villain. Huh. Um, he passed away. Um, but Benedict Cumberbunch. Um, Cumberbunch. He, <laughs> he, you shouldn't ever say his last name right. Yeah. Um, he was hands Eggs down, Benedict. Eggs Benedict. Yeah, perfect. He was the best Sherlock Holmes. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Just phenomenal. Yeah, you can't have him be Bond if he was already Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, and you can't. No. There's no way. What about Liam Hemsworth? Should they? No. <laughs> no. No. 
Not even. No. You can't do that. That'd be horrible. No, I was trying to make a, a female. I know. One. Yeah. I and mean, we talked about that. It wouldn't be very good at all. Um, but yeah, Benedict. I mean, I, I would love to see more Sherlock Holmes. I mean, okay. So we had Benedict, right? And then we had um, Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. They were both. Junior was good when it came out. His his was great, right? Sure. But when you saw Benedict come out and do his thing, oh my gosh. I was mind blown. Yeah. What do you got? Oh, Benedict Cumberbatch is, is just a great actor. I don't know. He's underrated yeah. in my opinion. Who, by the way, is the best. He's in the newest Grinch as the Grinch and I think did a great job. Is that the one where there was like rapping and stuff and weird yeah. music? It's a great that, movie. It was though. a great Grinch. It's I enjoyed it. Yeah. yeah it's I did, a great no, movie. The, the music I was kind I can of watch it year round, to be honest with you. I don't have, but... Um, I'm trying to see which no, it's okay. Bond okay. villain he was. So, who's the guy that was like Kylo Ren in the Star Wars movies? He's got a weird, big, wide face. He does the good soup thing. I, um, I know who you're talking about. I don't know who he is. Oh, yeah. Um, he's going to be in my in, in the top list of people I don't want to have a sex or see a sex scene with. Okay. He, I, ladies, can you please just be real with me? Is this guy attractive? Because I don't see it. And maybe I'm just picky and really like attractive dudes. That came out wrong, didn't it? That's weird. I can admit when there's an attractive guy. I don't have a problem with that. Sure. So can Dude, I. If I'm dating somebody and they're Dude. like, that guy's attractive, I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah, he is attractive. I don't, yeah. I don't, I'm confident that way. I don't care. If, you've, if, he's, if she's like, yo, he's got a great butt, I'm like, yeah, totally <laughs> got a great butt. You're right. Dude, I forgot that. Uh... What do you, what? Uh, Javier Bardem was a Bond villain. Who is Javier Bardem? No country for old men. De plane, de plane. He's the the, the the bad guy in No Country for Old Men. I can't think of it right now. Do you have you seen that movie? I probably. Javier Bardem is a big <laughs> dude. He's a bad dude. He looks scary. My favorite Bond villain was the teeth guy. Okay. Oh, Loved Jaws. It. Jaws was. I mean, you just as a kid growing up. Jaws was awesome. So Javier Bardem, like outside of being the crazy dude in No Country for Old Men, mm-hmm. he's a, not a bad looking guy. Like, oh. hey, what do you know? Oh, that guy. That guy. Oh, dude, he is an attractive guy. He was also in. He was the freaking father from Supernatural. Yeah, he's been in a lot of stuff. No, I mean, if I was a lady, I would. Penelope Cruz dating Javier Bardem. I would date them both. Nice. Penelope Cruz is hot. Penelope Cruz is beautiful. <laughs> but that guy, that haircut, come on. Oh, good Lord. That's no he country is... for old men. What? Oh, he is so awful. Have you seen that movie? No. Okay. You haven't I, seen I don't it? It's such a great movie. But he looks awful in that. Oh, he looks bad. Isn't it amazing how actors and actresses have the ability to go yeah. from being super attractive to what they did I look, step in? Yeah. And it's amazing. <laughs> like, um, what's his name that played? He was in a, like some spoofed movie, but like played like uh, Dick Cheney. Um, but he was also in like The Boxer and a bunch of other stuff. Uh, crap. You know. Um, but yeah. Anyways, go ahead. Um, Captain oh, America. Yeah. Chris, what's his face? Evans. Chris, Chris Evans. Or Evans. Evans. Yeah. Hemsworth was a uh, was Thor. Yeah. Chris Thank Evans you. was in um, not another teen movie. Yeah. He played the jock. <laughs> yeah. Like, and most people <laughs> totally don't even forgot about that. Mo- exactly. Yeah. Everybody forgets about that. So <laughs> take a trip back and, and, uh, people pick up that movie and, and watch it and just, just have a laugh about how cheesy and corny he is in that to what he's become. 
just fun. Stupid like, thank you for taking a stroll down memory lane of films that we've watched and random little tangents <laughs> that we've been on. Um, We're so, so sorry. Want to thank our sponsor? We have one. Yeah, absolutely. Patriot and Men Company. I can't stop using the soap. It's so good. It's so good, especially now as weather is getting colder, your skin gets drier. Um, I don't know about you, but like my knuckles will crack and stuff like that. The hand to hand combat cream is clutch, dude. That's and I use on it my on my face everywhere. Yeah, and like I use it everywhere. Yeah. Like I use it on my legs and my elbows and stuff like that. If you get skin that cracks when it's cold, uh, the hand to hand combat cream not only smells great, but it like lasts a long time, um, like forever. Like mine yeah. is lasting forever. The beard balm, the beard cream, like super awesome. They've got all sorts of uh, products. So if you're a man or looking to shop for a man for Christmas, you cannot go wrong. And these are multi-use products. Remember, the yeah. beard cream is also muff cream. <laughs> Dude, come on. But it does make your hair softer. Up That's top what I'm too. saying. You can put it on your hair up top and it'll make your hair nice and smooth. So it um, makes sense if you put it. Dude, no. No. Put it. No. Yes, you can. That's hair there. Come on. You can do it. I'm do sorry, it. Ryan's mom. Patriot Men's come. <laughs> Patriot Men's company. PatriotMenCo.com. I've done it. Um, but yeah, uh, check them out. Go and order some products. They're veteran owned, locally owned, and made in Idaho. Proudly American made product. Uh, PatriotMenCo.com. I've still done it. Not very, not very hard for us to come back in that way, but okay. No, yeah, it's, uh... <laughs> uh, Justin, if you're listening, uh, yeah, we got a we Justin, got a we, we got a we got a great business idea for you. We'll call it Muff Moose. No, <laughs> what? no, we're done. Are you sure? Yeah, we're just a couple of hunters. Oh my gosh, <laughs> I teared up. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, oh, so yeah, um, but uh, What's um, anyways, so <laughs> we we called the episode. This episode is called consumption. And I keep sitting on this and it's like make my headphones go out. Um, so I think like I can't talk, but. Really, but you like really are myself. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Um, so consumption, like what? What are we consumed with, especially in times of like struggle? Um, well, we're, we're, let's go where the start yeah. from. So we were looking at Reddit posts, and often, I mean, just we scroll through our <laughs> Facebooks a lot. No, I mean we're not like a, a, yeah, not a lot, a lot. But I mean, you know, you scroll no, through and you can, enough you can that, see enough. Yeah, 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 right. So there's there is so much discussion around social media and video games. Right? For sure. And lately I see a ton of video game posts about like women upset about their man playing video games, right? Yeah. Um, and and so I was kind of thinking about it. I'm like, man, you know, there's so much discussion around these things and, and how social media, video games, whatever else consumes people's lives. Um, because these people are looking for acceptance or relief or release or escape. whatever they need, you know, escape. Yeah. yeah. Um, but nobody talks about the other things that people are consumed with. Right? Yeah. There's things you can be positively impacted by consuming yourself with it, like church. Yep. Although with that, you can overdo it too. You could be yep. um, a lot of pastors. Stretch yourself too thin. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. A lot, a lot of PKs, right? Pastors' kids complain that their their parents put everything into the church and nothing into them. I've seen it. Yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, seriously, that that's that's a real thing. So a lot of people, you know, you you, you overwork, you take on too many projects. Um I mean, you throw yourself into other people's lives trying to fix their relationships or their households or whatever, right? Um, maybe maybe you're looking for that perfect gym body. Yeah. Right? Or you're looking for financial freedom. Um, 
dieting, like whatever. I know that like multi-level marketing, whatever you can get consumed with a lot of stuff. Would you like some Ethereum? <laughs> no, I'm not going to sell any Bitcoin um, by mining by. Wish we had Bitcoin. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um, a totally different podcast. It's on the dip right now. Yeah, well, it's um, still worth a lot though. That's true. Yeah. But, but yeah, sorry. We, no, it's I know it's alright, all right, man. You know, it, you know how we do. It's okay. But yeah, so it, the thought was was I mean, people are consuming these things, and you know, everybody goes, "Hey, alcohol." Yeah, that's like the first thing. Dude, just go head. go to the bar, meet some, meet a new girl. Yep, you know, or go best home. way to best way to get over a chick is to get under one. Like that saying alone pisses me off more than anything too, because it's like, dude, you sick. Like that's so wrong. Well, okay, right? that's replacement therapy. Yep. Right, and it, it does it, not. It does not work. Using well. somebody to, yeah, I mean, hurt yeah. people are going to hurt people, and she might be using you back. Yeah, and you're going to cause. But that's a totally yeah. different story. No, I think we'll touch on that later. Yeah, yeah, because then you end up with like, what happens if? Well, then what? Well, so then you've procreation the, happens, and then you're <laughs> you've you've got, and yeah. this is actually a topic I I want to bring up later on, um, like maybe full episode on. But it, it was the okay. So we hooked up. Now we're together. I didn't really mean it to last this long. But we're here now. And then finally, you, well, maybe I hurt you and now we're broken up. It, it just it even if you wasn't meant to be. I mean, <clears throat> and even hooking up is sometimes, I mean, let's take it from the aspect of, oh, we're going on a tangent. Let's talk about that later. Sorry. <laughs> I just had to stop we're myself. We're going to do a full like, episode Yeah, because I could be like. Because we can't. You don't even have to take it into hooking up. Like, I could take no. that a totally the same direction. But, yeah, but, leaving the physical out of it. Yeah. So, but most people don't realize that there are so many things that they do, they get consumed with. And oftentimes, I mean, originally that most people don't realize that food is a stress reliever. Yep. Um, people forget about that. Yeah. Like you, you go, man, work was stressful, whatever. I binge eat sometimes, dude. I like cookies. Comfort like food, man. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So you're stressed out. You're whatever. You go, at least I'm not drinking. And, and you start eating or munching and you go, well, I'm just munching. It's not going to kill me. No, and but you don't really you don't associate and go, oh, I'm doing it because of. Yeah. That's where the problem comes in, right? So people they stress eat their emotions, right? They drink to deaden their feelings, um, clean Smoke. to avoid healing and dealing with their emotions. Right. Dude, I, I watch it, I follow a lot of men's groups on mm-hmm. Facebook, and a lot of it's like, Hey man, I'm going through a tough spot. Like, what should I do? And everybody's like, dude, just spark up, man. Smoke some trees. Yeah. I'm like, dude, smoking weed ain't gonna take away your problems. Like no, it's going to deaden them. It's going to yeah. make you, it, it's going to hold them off for a bit. Yeah, and it's going to keep smoking. Pacify them keep, yeah. for long enough that, oh, that's sweet. I'm going to build trauma bonds to them. Let's go through that. That's healthy. But um, that, that's what it is. So, I mean, that's yeah. that's the hardest part. I mean, like, okay, so when I separated, when, when we started the divorce proceeding stuff, all that, I got consumed with a lot of stuff. Yeah. Um, two things helped me, but those things were, you know, digging deep in my faith. And then fixating on my love and understanding, right, um, of who I was before marriage. Yeah. Which is, we've, we've sort of talked about that before. Find yourself. Yeah. I mean, it's, we've touched on it, but I think that, like, we could go way deeper on that. Oh, because, well, I think there's a massive conversation to have there. But Especially as you find yourself in, like, relationships with other people after mm-hmm. the fact. If you uh, haven't, yeah. You get, oh, checked, yeah. you get checked pretty quickly. Yeah, real fast. But it, it, it is that. It's that I, there, you know, you can, I could have been consumed with everything in life, um, but I really wanted to focus. I was like, you know what, if, if this if this is happening, if I have to deal and struggle with this, I'm going to come out better on the other side. Sure. 
which is so hard to have that conversation with yourself about, you know, because mm-hmm. you want to focus on everything else. So, man, I, I was just checking to make sure I was becoming or loving who I was again. See, the, I'm going to disagree no. with you on part of this because I think as I you come out yet? of it. Okay, sorry. Well, did I get there yet? No. But <laughs> You want to jump ahead? No, I didn't see it yet. I'm looking through your notes and okay, I just, haven't seen it. All right, so just hold on. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> I'm You're gonna, not quite sure what you're disagreeing I'm with. I'm gonna yet. sit on my thought for a second. Good. Then. No, keep it. Keep okay. it though. I want to hear it. So, um, so part of what I did is, you know, before I was married, I, I I gave up hobbies, and we don't intentionally mean to do that. It just happens naturally because mm-hmm. you're you're giving to your relationship and you're focusing on other things. Yeah. Um, and at at the low point, dude, I was 250 pounds of fluffy, and I was. Uh, I wasn't muscle mass. I had a gut. It was, it was not the best version of me ever. I ate everything and anything. Like, dude, I could pound two Carl's Jr. supersized were, meals in you, one shot. You were like the Ryan Reynolds version of his former self in that one movie where he was with Anna Ferris. Just Friends. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I wasn't that bad. <laughs> okay. I wasn't that bad. But, dude, like, I, I ate everything. It was crazy. Or, uh, yeah, I was thinking of also Dodgeball. <laughs> dude, totally. White at the Goodman. very end. Fat White Goodman. <laughs> My milkshake. You haven't seen the uh, the milkshake at the very end of the trailer. The movie. Yeah, it's the so cre- good. The credit line. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> so I was 250 pounds, fluffy. I ate everything. Um, I, I kind of lost what had made me special to begin with. Because mm-hmm. as a kid growing up, I always I was confident. I always felt like I always had something better to offer. I was great at everything for the most part I tried. Um, so as an adult, I was so focused with kids and work cleaning the house, make sure we're right, dealing with all the life stressors, you know. Um, is, yeah. I kind of forgot what my joy was. I forgot what made me <laughs> me and and kind of what was special about me, right? And we all have that. We yeah. all have what makes me me, what makes me special. That's what people fall in love with. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is totally stupid to think, hey, she fell in love with me, and then I changed everything. Which shouldn't be the case. But I know. It but, happens, But it right? happens, yeah. Yep. And, and it doesn't mean it's intentional. It just happens, right? Yeah. So, um, when we separated, like I, I was, I didn't clean as often that there was less mess is a nice way to put that. Mm-hmm. So I just maintained like I normally do. Right. Um, started doing martial arts drills again, eventually started teaching martial arts again, started hitting the gym every day during lunch at work. Cause we had a gym at lunch, dude. Yeah. Um, literally sat out with my Bible every night, read a verse every night. Right. Sweet. Um, night and weekends I did that also. If I was feeling something and this is something I've taught my kids, if you're having a hard time, Open your Bible real fast and just look on the page. Don't don't even choose what page you're looking at. Just look at it. Yeah. You're going to find the answer, which is totally weird, but... Oh, it makes total sense. Though. Spooky and fix it. It totally it applies it every time, which is hard. Weird. Led, but yeah, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, it was really cool. Um, I forced myself. This is a big one for you people out there that are going through separation or divorce or whatever. I did this too. Yeah. And you have to. Mm-hmm. You have to force yourself to be with friends. Um, I am all about honor and keep my word. If I say I'm going to hang out with you, I'm going to do it. That's just how it is. Yep. And the good thing is that when people asked, I was like, yeah, you know, I'll do it. And then, you know, there were times where I was like, oh, I really want to find Sometimes out. you just feel like, man, I'm, nobody wants to wallow in this with me. Yeah. And gonna, well, I mean, and, and you don't do everybody a favor and I'm going to stay away. And it's, it always, it always feels easier to stay in your home. Yeah. And it does. Those I are mean, lies, by the way. They, they yeah. really are. <laughs> so like the fun part was always that by forcing myself to be with my friends, I laughed. Yep. Like I actually, I felt yep. good. I laughed again. Yeah. Right. And, and the 
everybody knows laughing is healing is healing mm-hmm. comedy humor it's very healing um so i laughed again dude i i started eating better i was pushing myself physically and and i really like mentally things started clearing up right the whole purpose or the everything that was beyond that is that when my mind started getting clearer i was able to actually look at my relationship as a whole mm-hmm. recognize where i failed cuz you have to yep right recognize my failures and then realize, you know, hey, was the relationship, was it good for me or bad for me? Like, and then kind of going back, because you go through that Moby Fairies period where yeah. you're like, just thinking about everything, you start only recognizing the good parts. You go, and that, that that's, everybody does it. So it's now okay. I'm, I'm going to go back to your initial thought okay. of that checking yourself to make sure the person that you were before. Yep. Right? Did you find out that you were that person, but better, a better version of it? You were becoming a better version of that person. So only after yeah. I reconciled everything. Okay. Because you're that's never where my be, disagreement yeah. was. I was well, like, you're never going to be who yeah. you were. No, right? it doesn't happen. But, yeah. but I martial, I'm <clears throat> sorry. Martial arts have brought it back to my life. Right. I, I looked at all those hobbies that I loved mm-hmm. and really, really dug into and was like, Oh, that, that's who I was. This is yeah. without those things. I wasn't the person I should have been which is why I continue doing it to this day, right? Yep. Um, it was just, a, it was a better scenario. So once I reconciled, yes, I, I came around the other side. Yeah. Now, obviously during all of this, I was hurting. Duh. Duh. <laughs> right? The News pain flash. Yeah. <laughs> you, you don't go, oh, hey, I recognize and I'm better now. Yeah, thank no. you for that insight, Captain Obvious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it takes forever, <laughs> right? But I had improved because I was doing the work. I was making sure I was spending time with the people that loved me and showed me affection because I needed to know that I was worth something more since I was so down on myself and I was by myself. Yeah. Right. Um, I needed people to take my mind off of only the happy thoughts so I could go, let me think about the whole. Sure. Was it really that happy? Yeah. Was I doing her right? Was she doing me right? Was there respect and admiration in the relationship? There were all these questions that weren't answered because I didn't want to, I didn't want to focus on them. I was only focused on how did I wrong her hmm. and how great was this relationship? So you started going introspective and then you started finding your answers. You have to. Yeah. Because it was, I mean, it was like, you know, yes, there were great moments that we had, but there were also moments where it was like, this is not how it should be Yeah, in any way, shape or form. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. And, and I had to do that because, you know, you, sadness makes us think of only the good things yep. as much as we can. We only have these good moments. When somebody passes away, you only think about the good moments. You don't think about the negative moments you had. Um, and in an end of relationship, you have to think about all of the above. You know, sorrow is is a great litmus test to let you know that if you cared about something or not. Yeah, hundred percent. So, like, if you if you you feel bad about how something ended, good because there was an investment. Mm-hmm. If you like end something and you don't really give a crap, like, did you really care? I mean, that's yeah. and that's a red flag in itself. Well, the thing is, though, is that even if you did really care, did they really care? Yeah. Yeah. Do are they and we've talked about narcissists and them yeah. stringing you along and doing all that crazy stuff. So we're not going to really develop and you that can't again. Focus on the things you. I don't have control over if they cared or not. I have yeah. control of like if I felt bad, I'm going to work on that. And you you need to realize, yes, you absolutely cared, <laughs> but you have to go. Did they care also? Did mm-hmm. they put in the investment? Were they doing the work also? Yeah. And even though you cared, it doesn't mean you needed to be there. You should be there. Sure. Because it goes both ways. If you're not putting it in together, it's not meant to be. Yeah. No, I totally, I'm right there with you. 
But it was it was interesting though because I, I, I focused on consuming myself with um, growth type things and and being particular where I spread my time and my energy. I was crying a lot, yeah. yeah. But I was making the choices to push me in the right direction, which helped me heal so much more and probably even faster because I really wanted to like learn about that. You know what I mean? It was um, it was a tough time, but I came out the better me. I like it. And that's, you know, you answered my question though, because I mean, I, I wouldn't say I disagree, but yeah, you came out the better, you came out it for the better. Um, and, and you're going to be different. Like, and let's just like preface that. Like when you come through that struggle or that strife and, and you like start looking like, am I still the same person? You're probably not going to be the same person. You're going to be the same person, but either stronger or better. You could be bitter. Like, if you're doing it wrong and you're doing all the wrong things and you're consumed with all the negativity, instead of getting better, you can get bitter. You can be wrecked. You can be a weaker individual with like less fortitude. You can be doing a lot of things that'll wreck you that, you know, you're going to continue the, the cycle of toxic relationships. That's why we, you and I are like so incredibly, I guess, encouraging to people like, Hey, you got to work through this tough stuff. You have to have the tough conversations. Mm-hmm. Because you're not gonna you're not gonna find your way through it unless you're willing to step out of your comfort zone and bring up something that's gonna be. I don't want to say fixing. I'm gonna say it's gonna be addressing the underlying problems. Yeah, uh, no, absolutely. You you have to, and and it's well, okay. You and I are. When when we think about problems, we think, what did we do wrong? Yeah. Right. Initially, we go, how did I fail? Which is where you should look first, right? How did I fail? Yeah. But after you're yeah. done asking yourself, how did I fail? Ask, how did they fail? What did they miss? Was I, it, because it does, it takes two. It yeah. really does. You know, if you, if you think you've got a great relationship, if they're not giving you what you need, that's a fail also. Sure. If the communication wasn't there to say, look, I, I need your help. I need this from you. You both failed. Well, I, I mean, I'll, I'll touch on some of that too, because if you start asking questions, you know, the, so in, in my, my loss, right? Like my situation, Tell the, me initial, about that, yeah. the initial shockwave of a loss initiates chaos and not just like, ah, man, things are different because somebody's not at home. No, it's like in all areas of your life, you're going to expect chaos, the literal, like physical aspect of it. Like, yeah, there is the void of the other person that was once there is no longer there or it's like, hey, it's me and the kids, or hey, it's just me and the kids are gone with that other person. There's a number of different ways it could show up. Mm-hmm. Um, so there is chaos. Like the the normal is now interrupted. So the, the first area that I really noticed this was socially. Like I felt the need to withdraw from friends and family. My situation was way too chaotic for me to allow other people in to love me. And you didn't want to dump your stuff in them either. No, I didn't want to put my stuff on their doorstep saying like, hey, here's how ugly my life is right now. Um, you know, I'm consumed with my legal case or my custody battle or my divorce hearing. And, you know, it could be some people like just wanting to get even and all they want to do is show up and just complain about their ex. I didn't want to be that appearing to be that way. I didn't even want people to know how nasty things were in the background. Even for the the previous three years, how ugly it was in my marriage. I was really protective of like, I don't want, it's so ugly. Like I don't want somebody to join in that. Um, you know, so once you're betrayed, if that's the case, like it's really hard to know outside of your inner circle, was it safe to trust somebody? Like who was actually giving you the truth and not another line of BS? Like that was really tough for Dude, me. That's super tough to figure out. I mean, I was, I mean, I had my family. I knew my family wasn't mm-hmm. gonna, was was going to shoot me straight. 
I knew my friends for the most part were going to shoot me straight. Outside of that, it was like, mm, do I really want to let you in? Am well, I- you you had already been hurt. Yeah. Why would you let somebody else? I don't want to get hurt again. Yeah. Getting hurt sucks. Um. So what were healthy boundaries at that time? Like, it's a question I ask myself, like, what's a healthy boundary look like? And that's something that I would encourage if you're going through this, start asking those questions early. What would a healthy boundary look like in this situation right now? You know, so if it's like you still are in contact with your ex and you're going back and forth, there's probably not a healthy boundary right there in place. When I, you know, I'm raising my hands. Praise, yes. Preaching the choir. Keep going. Yeah, sorry. No, that's good. <laughs> you're good. That's good. You know, did I truly understand the concept of hurt people will hurt people? In my heart, like I stayed away from dating for a solid year and a half. Can I say it again? Hurt people will hurt people. Yes. Mm. Oh, keep going. I'm yeah. sorry. That's oh, so, so like, good though. I... So if, if I'm struggling internally, I can't turn to somebody else externally to fix the problem where it's lying within my own boundaries, within my own heart. Yep. So I'm not going to go out and seek a female to like appease this issue. I'm not going to go seek guy friends. They're going to try to distract me by doing something reckless that takes me away from my progress that I'm making. Mm-hmm. And so that was something that I was really cognizant of. So I first really allowed myself to be loved by other people. I literally had a rule like... For the first three months, I made a pact. I wasn't allowed to say no if somebody asked me to hang out if it was in a healthy environment. Brilliant. I'm not going to the bar or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So I got connected in a small group at church, went to family functions. I went to weddings, stuff like that. And you <laughs> know what? I was forceful about fake it till you make it, right? If you're at a wedding and it's tough to be at a wedding, you celebrate your freaking butt off just like everybody else and be happy for those people because they found something that you know still exists. You just maybe it sucked falling out of, right? Well, I mean, so it's tough because we, we don't mean to miss our mark. No. That you, you're always aiming for the goal. You're always yeah. aiming for that dead center target. And sometimes the wind blows. Let's, we're talking about archery, I guess. Yeah. Sometimes whatever, anything, right, can, can move it off course. And it, it's not your intention to fail. No. You want to, you want to succeed. It just happens sometimes that the other party, your teammate, isn't succeeding with you. To me, the scientific aspect of it is what's the difference between precision and accuracy? What's that? What? <laughs> it just spilled my, my freaking ginseng tea all over my face. Oh, I was like, what? <laughs> they just like having a seizure over there? No, I'm so sorry. <laughs> like, it, it just moved a little bit. It hit me in the eye. I'm like, no. Oh. Yeah, I'm sorry, so Ryan, the, the scientific aspect of it, it does. It like makes me question like in a relationship, what's the difference between precision and accuracy? Because like accuracy means like you're going to be what's accurate because it's kind of a subjective term. Mm-hmm. You're kind of within the target, so it's pretty accurate, right? Precise means that you're within like fractions, right? You're this would be like um, shooting, yeah. So okay, you hit would the you target. rather be precision or would you rather be accurate? Yeah, a million people can hit the target. Yeah. All over the place. Can they get the grouping in a quarter? Yeah, exactly. That's, That's precision. <clears throat> there right? you go. Accuracy means I'm hitting the target. Yep. So, um, but, but not where you intended. Just I hit it. Yeah. So, but I, I mean, like I said, I had the pack for three months. I wasn't allowed to say no, and it worked. Good. <clears throat> I didn't allow isolation to consume me. Another area where it was affecting me was mentally. Right, my mind was a war zone. I mean, I would go through, like you said, crying all the time, pain, anger, sadness, rejection, loneliness, broken heart. But the more so was like my broken spirit, right? I mean, I had had hopes and dreams of everything working out and it had been crushed and blew up in my face. And, you know, praying that things would be fixed and they didn't get fixed. Mm -hmm. 
and I believed a lot of lies and, and you know, I'm, I'm a man of faith and you know that. So like, yep. I know lies and the father of lies. I know that that's, you know, if you look at what the devil tries to accomplish, it's to separate, right? He doesn't have to get us doing the wrong thing. Sometimes it's just getting us doing nothing. Right. Oh, it's so easy. And so it's, if, if you're trying to heal instead of doing the wrong thing, he's just going to get you doing nothing. Let's not heal. Let's just sit in this for a while. Mm-hmm. And so that was the attack that I was going on. I believed a lot of lies. I listened to a lot of things in the area of like being toxic that led me to believe that I was weak, feeble, worthless, and a number of other things. Um, that's a, that's a rut to easily get stuck in. Dude, it's tough because you, you do, you feel weak. Yeah. Cause as a man, you're like, Oh no, I need to, I'm, I'm the man. I'm stronger I, than I'm this. Strong. Yeah, I can handle I'm stronger it. than just a relationship. Yep. And then, and then you're dealing with sadness and rejection and yeah. loneliness and brokenness. And you're like, Wait, I'm a man. I this this shouldn't be me. I must be weak. I yeah. must be worthless. I must be whatever. Mental warfare, man, and especially if you go through a toxic relationship, um, where there's either narcissism involved or there's just codependency or whatever it is, like you're gonna start telling yourself things that weren't true but that were put on you that had no earthly business being in, in your thought process. If you're involved with a narcissist or somebody super controlling or whatever, yeah, you start believing those things they start telling yeah. you. The, the thing that I got to answer was they were all lies. Those thoughts that entered my head, they're all lies. Um, I got a counselor and I've kept one since before my divorce. I still have one. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and I, it was a, a way of like you know, reading books, things that are going to rewire my brain to think in a series of truth. Um, try to think in the f- realm of positivity, even in a negative situation, what's the positive on this? So my negative outcome isn't going to be my first assumption. Yeah. Um, you know, confidence is huge and, and it's, but it's a learned process. I mean, it takes so much time to get through it. Like if you just try to have a negative or try to have a positive thought first in every response, do you know how hard it is to train that thought? Like, but it, you start with the small things. If like, man, you, you're walking down the hallway in your house and you stub your toe, call time out and be like, all right, what's the positive in the situation? Instead of saying a cuss word first, what's the positive it just happened? At I least stub- I have a wall. Yeah, or like I stepped on a Lego, right? Mm-hmm. That lets me know I stepped on a Lego. That means I have a kid, right? Yeah. I have my son in the house. I'm thankful that I have a child to leave his Legos out because that is such a he is such a big part of my life. That is such a weird concept that people don't really understand, but it's so incredibly important to like try to push yourself in that direction. Dude, sometimes after I clean up after my kids, I think of that. I'm like, you know what? I could be upset. But I'm happy that I've got my kids. There's gonna come a time you're not gonna have kids to clean yeah, up after. It's gonna be freaking weird yeah um <laughs> and, and realizing yourself that you're not the summation of the lies that you once believed they don't define you anymore so i didn't dis- allow myself to become consumed by my thoughts because i was starting to control my thoughts perfect um you know one area you talked about physically right i stopped eating for a while um and then i would cycle into eating absolutely everything in sight <laughs> Oh, the, the stop, binge, stop. <laughs> Dude, the, the yo-yo. Yeah. <laughs> so oh I'd go gosh. from like, I would lose 20 to 15, 15, 20 pounds, and I would gain it all back within like two weeks. <laughs> and I literally would watch it at the gym. I'd be like, oh, that was a bad week. And then I'm like, oh, good, all right. And then I'm like, wait, I'm just starving myself. And, it, and it's so horrible for you because <laughs> cortisol, like I said, like it was like cortisol was literally probably the dominant chemical in my body. A hundred percent, dude. And it wreaks havoc on everything. Oh, dude, your sleep habits, um, your stress levels go crazy. Um, so I slept like crap. I gave my body over to stress. Like I, And stress, just so you know, it's a terrible master. Mm-hmm. Like when you buy into stress and like let it just sit, 
All it's, it's only product is more stress. You start giving yourself heart issues. Yeah. And because of the stress, and since you're you're stressing about your heart now. Anxiety cause, takes over. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. It's, oh, my gosh. It's horrible. Um, and so, like, one day I finally said, like, screw it. Got myself a gym membership. I went and got went to Fuel. Um, found a gym that had, like, child care so I could work yep. out. And it was like, okay, I'm going to do this five days a week. I'm going to commit to this. And I'm going to do this because... One, it's cheaper than a shrink, <laughs> but two, it has immediate results. It literally has a the gym literally has immediate results. You have a good workout, you will feel a difference immediately. Yeah. You may not see the difference, but you will. I guarantee you, you will feel a difference. And it it gives you <clears throat> results that are that are proven. So even if you're not seeing weight loss, if you're not whatever, yeah, if you're seeing those your strength go up, if you're seeing your energy levels go up, all of these things. You, you, it's gratification. You get it. You go, Oh, I, the endorphins, man. The endorphin kick is like, it lets you know, like that's the, the alarm bell saying, Hey, guess what? This works knucklehead. Like you should have been doing this a long time. ago. you're happy. Yeah, Yeah. dude, you're happier. You sleep better. You eat better. You feel better. You gain confidence. You actually think literally you think better. Like hundred dude, a hundred percent. Your brain works better Mm -hmm. when you are un, un captive to those stress hormones. You lose that brain fog. You're able to function. Um, you're able to get more done in a day by having a rig, like have the schedule set out. And if you're literally giving into that to let it be part of your schedule, you will get more done. You will be more effective. You won't have like those moments of just sitting there where you like lull off into la la land for like 30, 45 minutes. Like your body's work, it turns into a machine and you just start burning and start working. Um, but yeah, the confidence impacted my thoughts, my appearance, my eating habits, my sleeping habits. Like it was everything that was involved with that. I felt better like once you feel better it makes a huge difference it's like going to the doctor and you're sick and they finally figure out what's causing the sickness mm-hmm. and you can like have that sigh of relief and you're like oh we can fix it <laughs> that's what happened like with my physical 100 like, dude yeah it's you start feeling better and you start going oh this isn't as bad as i thought it was yeah yeah and <laughs> then you know last year was like spiritually right i mean i battled this was a i mean we talk about spiritual warfare but like um, it was probably the toughest area. I always had a life of faith. Like I grew up in the church, a pastor's kid. Um, but the loss I struggled was like a reason, like, why did it happen this way? Why did it go through the way it went through? And why did it go down? God, what, why'd you do this to yeah, me? Yeah, God, you know. Or why'd you let this happen to yeah, me? Why am I now alone, right? I mean, yeah. I, I worked so hard to build a relationship with somebody in order to have kids or whatever. And now I'm alone. Like you, And not only alone, but now I'm alone and hurt. Like this doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Um, and he gives us examples though. That's the thing. Like I, you know, lean into my Bible time and he gave us so many examples of alone time in the Bible, like where Jesus would go off and be alone, you know, like yeah. Moses and Aaron walking through the desert, you know, like there's all of these periods of time where, and, and they don't really use singleness as a period of time, but like there was a series of aloneness throughout the Bible that you can see at any time. And it's like, but in those times it was when they came out of it was when they were most effective. So I'm like, okay, this is building towards something, God. I understand now why I have to go through this like series of alone time. You're teaching me a lesson, and this is going to make me be more powerful. You're going to give me the ability to come out of this on the other side that's either going to help more people or I'm going to be a stronger person because of it. We, You and I talk a lot about being single and being alone and being happy alone. Yeah. And I wonder if those are those moments where <clears throat> they were out being alone and having to realize that, hey, I'm okay. Mm-hmm. I'm good alone. And that's why when they found somebody else, it was more of yeah. that. 
Yeah. And that, and so like you kind of, when I asked Leah in our last episode mm-hmm. where it was like, what happened when you met your husband? Was it just being the entrepreneur by yourself and like starting all these things? Is that what led you to meeting your husband? I mean, and her answer was just kind of like, no, it just happened, you know, like mm-hmm. and I had my eyes open, but sometimes being alone is what causes your eyes to be open. Um, sometimes it causes you to look like get rid of what you think you should need or want and let you see what you need or, you know, vice versa. Like it's, it absolutely, does that make sense? Yeah, no, it totally makes sense. Um, and so, you know, going through that, I struggled with wondering how can I be deceived so badly by somebody who said vows to being shown that like, yeah, but you can be divorced and still honor those by how you raise your son. Um, but we're deceived all the time. And sometimes it might be minor, it might be major, but we're deceived a lot, right? We live in a world full of broken people. We're all, we're going to hurt people too. So, yep. you know, we have to extend grace to others, but extend grace to ourselves. The hardest part I think was like the level at what it, which it happened. Like ha- it had to happen that way though, for me to, I want to say get out. Like that sounds bad or bad. I was rescued from my, from my marriage. No, I prayed. I prayed for oh, it to be fixed all the time. I was rescued from it. It had to get that bad because I'm so flipping hard headed and loyal. I was just <laughs> going to keep trying to work on this when he knew what was going on on the other end. And it's like, nope, this is what it's going to take for you to take the step out. I'm going to let you heal. I'm going to let you like you're, you're going to use this story and I'm going to use it for good. The benefit is that so oftentimes we get stuck in situations we put ourselves in. And you and your faith, you would have been stuck in a horrible, oh, dude, it was killing loveless, my, it was killing my I mean, faith. Everything. Yeah. And, and, and there are times we, we have to look at that and go, you know what? We've got all the signs. We've got all these, all these things that we know are, are bad. And sometimes you just don't want to be alone yeah. or you're so stuck on going, Oh no, I made my vow. I, I'm just going to do this because I, I said I was going to do it. Yep. I can't get out now. Sometimes I'm, getting I'm out, stuck with it. getting out yeah. is God's way of going, look, there is better for you. There is more for you. This is not what I intended. And he can motivate people to do what they need to do to get safe also. Well, and I struggled with it because it was like, you know, God hates people that go through divorce. No, he hates what divorce makes people go through. He doesn't hate people. No. Yeah. He loves us, right? And that's unfailing. Like a good father, yeah. Yeah, like a good dad would. He knows that we're going to make decisions and he's going to love us through it. Some of those decisions aren't his design, but he can still use it for good. Mm-hmm. And so if we go through divorce, he hates it because it causes separation. That's anti-God. God is about a God of togetherness. And not to go crazy deep in this podcast about my faith, but you know me, and I'm not, I'm not shying away from well, it. We know that our heart's built in – it's got four chambers, right? Yeah. But there's two sides. Yep. That's, that's how we were made. We were made to be yeah. in groups or with people or whatever. And that, that's a big deal. That's a massive deal. Yeah. And, and so, you know, I said, what I really struggled with is that like forgiveness was the hardest thing for me to finally conquer. That was the hill that like, I was willing to like die on at times, like that I didn't want to forgive. Oh, it's so like, yeah, I'm, I'm doing this and I'm, I'm taking care of my kid and everything else. But like, have you forgiven your ex? No. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I wouldn't pee on her if she was on fire type of, you know, like that, that's poison, man. And like, finally it took me like hearing the same message, literally church, like three times and like going and jumping in my devotions. And there it was again. I'm like, all right, fine. Like I get it, God. Like I know you're trying to tell me something. And like, I know that I need work in this area. Um, and forgiveness doesn't mean, and I was like, so what does forgiveness really look like? What does it mean to forgive somebody? It doesn't um, mean forgetting. No. And it doesn't mean admitting that the other person's right. 
I mean, it just means that you're, doesn't mean you're going to remove healthy boundaries. Yeah. <clears throat> doesn't mean being a doormat. And someone doesn't have to ask for forgiveness for you to give it. Yeah. And it doesn't mean that I'm going to allow that person to hurt me again. Forgiving mm-hmm. just means I'm setting them free from the actions of that they've been placed on me. I'm not going to. So think about it this way. It's like in the terms of in the banking world, yeah. that if you are in debt to somebody, right? And if they give you forbearance, mm-hmm. forbearance is forgiveness, right? Yeah. It's understanding the situation may not have gone how the, the terms of the agreement were, but you know what? I'm going to go ahead and just like, I'm going to take that burden away. That's forgiveness. Like I'm, I'm that person. It doesn't mean that I don't see that action and see it as wrong, but now I'm going to take away my impounding on them of like trying to impound my will or whatever justice that I'm going to try to seek. And I'm going to clear the slate of it. And I'm going to say, you know what? You're free from my desire to take my justice out on you. You know, you, you made me like think of a, just a random thought that people, sometimes we have to forgive the fact that we are not what they need, which is kind of weird to think about, but you have to say, you know, I forgive you for whatever you've done. And I want you to have the best of what you deserve. Also, that wasn't me. Yep. Right. Yep. And, and we, we hoped it was, yeah. We hoped it would work out right or whatever, but it just didn't happen to be me. And whatever happened, happened, and it's okay. Yeah. You need to go on your way so that you can get what you need, and I need to get what I need also and what I deserve, which is kind of a tough thought to think about, to go, hey, this other person deserves something good too. Yeah, and like forgiving yourself too. Yeah, there's going to be stuff that we we do along the way. Yeah. It doesn't make sense, and you're like, man, I, I, don't, I feel bad <laughs> for saying what I said or, you know, pushing things a certain way that I push, like you've got to be able to like, yeah, not take it out on you too. Oh, exactly. And that's where you set them free from your justice and yeah, other justice. Absolutely. It, it's hard to think. It, it's almost like the business aspect, you know, like I applied for a job and I didn't get it. Well, the business need didn't fit you. Yeah. And you have to accept that. Hey, it doesn't mean that there's no opportunities for you. Yeah. It just meant that in that situation, you didn't meet the business need and that's totally okay. I, Jeff Bezos comes to mind, right? Yeah. I mean, how many times did he try to to start something and but get other people to invest in what he was offering until he finally just said, you know what, screw it, I'm gonna do it myself. And he dumped all of his savings and everything and yeah. started mailing out books. Books. He started with books. He literally isn't that's a crazy that's like story Columbia. Ever. He was like Columbia yeah. House with books and ended up abused books. Yeah. And then look what he's I mean Well, everybody said he was gonna fail. Yeah. All and, the banks said no, that that's not even there's no, that's ridiculous. And so he took, but he took the risk to invest in his idea and in himself. And you know what? Like, it's okay to hear no, because no, the next no might lead to your yes. Yeah. Could be quite a few no's too, but that's all right. Could be a lot of no's. But we got to remember that relationships aren't everything we dream of always. Very rarely are they, right? Very rarely. And, And if things don't work out, it's not a knock on you and it's not a knock on them necessarily, no matter how it, no matter how it ends. Yeah. If it, if you were wronged, if whatever happens, it's because they deserve to find what they were looking for, no matter what that is, and you deserve to find it also. And if that means that there's a broken relationship that happens so you can find and get what you deserve, that's okay. Yeah. It's, it's okay to let go and then go, you know what? I forgive myself because I might have missed a few pieces, but they clearly were looking for something else, and I was too maybe. Yeah, and if all I went through leads to something amazing in the future 
It's um, worth it. To the like the, the I know that there's a great person out there that you know will love me unconditionally, that will accept my me my flaws and all. Um, That'll walk in on you on the toilet and be and, like, "It's okay," and let me love them. Yeah, I'll, t- I'll take what I went through. We all, I, I think too many too many. <laughs> That's people, a deep thought, but yeah, no, I mean, it's true. Though, but too many people get resentful about it. Yeah, and they get upset and they go, "Oh, screw this! I'm never going to find love." No, no, this is your opportunity to find love. It's your opportunity to build a really solid foundation. So when you do find it, you've got the right tools and you've got the materials to build something great on top of. Yeah. We kind of jumped a little bit, but that's okay. That's all, I'm all right. I know, yeah. Even um, if we miss a part, I don't care. Like, no. I think we're on the right track. Yeah, but. we absolutely. We just, we kind of jumped forward because it really is, this. there's positive outcomes of the whole thing here. Um, a lot of the times, though, you get out of a relationship and you go, what did I do wrong and how do I fix it? Right? You yeah. make that assumption. Yeah. Oh, well, she mentioned that my body wasn't good enough. So now you're like super gym focused, right? Yep. I wasn't smart enough or I wasn't financially smart enough. So you, you go, I'm going to go to college. I'm going to read all the books or do you want to buy Amway? <laughs> right. I'm going to be a millionaire. Buy some theory. <laughs> we, we exactly. Yeah. But we super focus on what we perceive has made the relationship or us undesirable to them. So then we get consumed with fixing the issue or issues. Right. Do we ever stop too? I mean, some people like, and I think we should always try to you, work, yeah, right? Always There's want a healthy better. balance, mm-hmm. but like to completely and totally immerse yourself into, I think people, the self-help culture, especially. Oh yeah. Some people go off the deep end. Way too much. Towards like, dude, you're allowed to be imperfect. And you should be. Like you should be. <laughs> you know, otherwise you run out of stuff to fix. But yeah. <laughs> Just crazy though. Yeah. You know, and. I like this example because I think it's something that it entered my thought process a lot. Yeah. Was I'm divorced, so it must be hard to be married to. Right. That being a lie that you start to believe, right? We give Or every, I'm single because I'm I must be hard to have a relationship with. Yeah. Sometimes you're just single because you're single because there's a lesson in it. Sometimes yeah. you're divorced because, you know, you made a decision to get married and it didn't work out. Somebody may have done something, you may have done something, whatever, right? But the example of that is like, you know, you can, you're going to give every ounce of yourself to repress and or accept or defeat those thoughts. Like you've got to be able to do it in a healthy manner, like mm-hmm. put in the the correct energy and the direction that's going to get you past that. So instead of thinking like I'm divorced, so it must be hard to be married to, it's going to be like, no, I'm divorced. So that means I've learned enough that the next time I get married, it's going to be a freaking awesome marriage. And maybe I should wait a little bit to know yes. what the outcome is going to be. Maybe I'm going to wait for that right person to come along that I'm going to know enough now when I meet that person and, and they show up, mm-hmm. like I'm going to have the lessons learned. It's like, I'm going to honor them. I'm going to honor myself. I'm going to keep healthy boundaries. I'm going to keep a good pace. I'm not going to give in to pressures and Beautiful. everything else. There's so much great that can come from that. Absolutely. Yeah. And and that's the positive. That's the good way to do it. Right. Yeah. Um, instead of being super. So obviously there, there's another flip side. There's two sides of this coin, right? There's the focus on what caused all these issues, you assume. Yeah. And then there's the hyper-focus on kind of the same thing. You focus on what caused the issues, and you start doing them in hopes of reconciliation. Hmm. Right? Usually there's, there's only two aspects. Yeah. Or I guess three. Well, then you could start to self-destructing. Yeah, and that's really what happens, yeah. though, right? You told You were told you didn't work out. So you take that and you go, I'm going to go to the gym all the time now. Or, hey, 
you didn't kiss me enough, which is why our relationship ended. So now you're kissing as much as you can, right? And what I'm saying is the other yeah. person. Maybe, maybe she was like, you didn't, you didn't spoil me. You didn't buy me enough gifts. You didn't treat me like a whatever. So now you're buying her gifts and dropping them off at her place, trying to win her back. Well, right? are they thoughtful? Like, are you just buying gifts because that's you think they want gifts? Or are you buying gifts because you know that's what they, I mean, like, yeah, we're going. Uh, same thing, though. No, yeah, but still, thing. same yeah. thing, right? It's oh, I never gave, com- I never got compliments. So now you're over the top constantly fawning all over them in hopes that you reconcile. Or maybe she said, you never asked about my day. You never cared about me. So now you're constantly texting and checking on them. That, that's all. It, it's not going to reconcile the relationship. Or is it because you're trying to do it to pacify the problem? Like, I mean, does that make... Yeah, dude, no. It, it's, it's a hard one <laughs> because a lot of people, they go, okay, their relationship ended. Now I need to fix it. Yeah. Instead of going, I needed to do this during it. Even if I try and fix it now and you get back together, is that going to resolve the issue? Yeah. Or are you going to get put back in that cycle again because both of you didn't figure out what actually caused the issues and you didn't grow through it? Yeah. So, yes, I, I always believe in the fact that I think people can reconcile. I think it's possible through anything for the most part. At least I would hope so because I'm a romantic, that guy, that way, sort sure. of, right? But you like the rom-coms. Yeah, but the reality is, is that people leave for a reason. Yeah, yeah. You can't save everything, even if you do everything you think is going to fix the stuff you missed. Because you spent how many years missing? Well, and think about this way. is that The more you try to save that one thing that you're maybe being let out of, it's keeping you from the next thing. Oh, it 100% is. I mean, it's crazy. And, and even if... The if longer you, go, you hang on to it is causing the, the other side of that to take longer. Could you imagine how hard it would be to live to go, okay, every second of the day I'm going to think about every way I wrong somebody and try not to do that? You should be able to live. Instead of like there's a dude standing right in front of you that you can write? Yeah. Like make it right? Yeah. yeah. Like you, yeah. you should be able to live and have it work in a relationship mm-hmm. and go, hey, you know what? I chose the right person because we complement each other. And she's not going to be upset or defensive about everything I say and vice versa. We're going to have a good relationship. And if you're fighting and struggling with that, that's probably not the one you need to be in. Yeah. So when you mentioned, Sorry. no. So when you mentioned consumption, it immediately made me think, I'm like, dude, that's an old disease, right? The consumption. The cons- he's got the consumption. We got a bloodlet, right? Yep. Um, AKA tuberculosis, <laughs> right? We, we look at like Doc Holliday. TB is where you coughed yeah. up. If you don't guys don't know, that's where you cough up blood. That's yep. one of the signs. Yeah. So it's a constant cough with blood, blood containing mucus, fever, night sweats, weight loss, all that stuff, right? Historically, it was called consumption due to weight loss, right? Because it was consuming you. It was consuming you, right? Mm-hmm. What you had was consuming your body. Consumption okay. began to decrease with better sanitation, housing, nutrition, and understanding how to control the spread of the disease. Oddly enough, how does this tie into being consumed today and how are there similarities? Um, um. Are you seeing the ties that I'm making here? Like, they, yeah, of course. Yeah, the consumption. So better sanitation. Are you taking care of yourself, right? Housing. Are you looking at how, taking care of yourself, like in the in the physical or in the metaphysical? Well, let's, and Let's talk and about the mentally, mental. Yeah. right? So mentally, are you cleaning house? Yeah. That's what we call growth. Yeah. <laughs> oh, crazy. Nutrition, right? right? We talked about that and take yep. care of ourselves physically and understanding how to control the spread. Oh, you mean putting into work boundaries putting into work like 
the effects of like making healthy decisions. So uh, I, you said consumption. I'm like, man, this flipping ties in. Like I read totally that definition works, yeah. and I'm like, holy cow, like light bulb. Um, but no, like, so how are we being consumed with today and how does that tie in? Like, you know, you can't, cause consumption will eat you just like tuberculosis does. Right. And ignoring that will further cause issues, which like is part hole. of the issue. Yeah. 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 So I'll be your Huckleberry. <laughs> I love that movie. It's um, so good. My, that's my favorite movie. Absolutely. Yeah. It um, is fantastic. So, yeah. So, I mean, as we kind of wind things down, I think in this episode, like we have to be cognizant when you're going through stressors or relationship issues or whatever it is, right? You can do insert X, Y, or Z that absolutely just upsets life. You know, mm-hmm. where are you going to try to seek like the affirmations that you're doing things correctly? Um, is it going to be inside or is it going to be, you know, other people, right? Yeah. Um, do you want me to read that point? <laughs> you know, I mean, because that was something that I, I kind of came up with, but I know that like you were going off on the on the part before, so I know no, it's okay. So I it's, I wanted to bring up your you were talking about the positives, right? Yeah. I call that um, chasing rainbows, yeah, and I've I've always called it chasing rainbows because if you're not looking for the rainbows in the darkness or after the storm, you're going to get lost and consumed yeah. again, right? I mean, if you've ever been lost at night. Right, and you're like, oh yeah, Man, I just want one shred of light. I just need a little bit of light, that little speck. And then you hit like daybreak, dawn. You know, like just before the sun's coming up, and you start to see the light in the horizon. And there's like that hope. Like mm-hmm. you're like, oh man, I'm not as lost as I thought I was. Yeah, and it all ties together. This is all part of what yeah. you're dealing with. So you need to search out those those little specks of light, the candle. Yeah, whatever it is. Are you going to be that light? Are you going to look for it? Are you going to find it? It's it's your choice, right? Um, I mean, dig back into your, your hobbies, all that. Um, I, w- I was thinking about this whole thing, right? And in our society, it, it, it's like we've stopped asking ourselves, am I okay with this? Yeah. Kind of a weird thing, right? Um, people are asking, are they okay? Now, the reason I mention that is because we have core beliefs that it seems like we kind of give up when we get in a relationship. Yeah, I think we start off, we start operating off a of feeling. Yeah, 100%. And we stop going, what's my core belief and does this align with my core belief? Because yeah, your feelings can lie to you. Like, you go through a crappy time, your feelings will definitely lie to you. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but and, your beliefs tend to not change. Right? No. I mean, it really takes work to change your beliefs. I mean, it's just like a diet, right? It's going to take repetition. And, and if you want to change a belief, yep. it takes a lot of work because it's kind of an intrinsic, like, cemented issue. Do you think kind of part of the issue with relationships over the past so many years, I would say probably starting in the 70s or whatever, when people were talking about, hey, accept me as who I am no matter what, mm-hmm. right? So parents were being starting to become helicopter parents and start going, look, you know, if your friend doesn't like you, well, whatever on them, you know, you, you be who you are, right? Yeah. And we spent so much time being helicopter parents that we never allowed our kids to develop confidence in themselves. Yeah. So we said, hey, do your own thing, be you, be true to you, but you don't have the confidence to stand up for yourself. So now instead of being true to you, you're going with the group thought and their beliefs. You told me that it did be for me and now everybody's rejecting that. So like I, there must be something wrong with me. Yep. Because you never dealt with that challenge growing yeah, up. Yeah. So you never stood up for yourself and that poured into your relationship to go, he, she is different. I must be like that also. Yeah. I, I should... 
I should correlate my thoughts and everything to agree completely with him also. Groupthink. Yeah. But no, I mean, really, right? Yeah. But it, it kind of pulls together. So I think in that that process, and this was just a random thought I had the other day, um, with a relationship, if I get into a relationship with, let's say you, Ryan, right? And you've got these strong beliefs, I'm going to go, mm, mm-hmm. I'm going to believe it too. It's going to be easier, right? Even if your beliefs go against my core beliefs, it's going to be easier if I go with what you're saying because I just don't want to. I, no, I don't, I don't want to challenge you at all. I don't. I listen to that one podcast that I really like, and I think that now I've got to. No, I'm just going to use this as an example, but but it's true though, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. The the issue is that we we might be able to stand up to anybody else in the world but our partner mm-hmm. because we don't want to cause those ripples. Because even if it challenges our core belief, we need to start doing that. And yeah. and growth, we all know, hurts like hell. <sighs> To things that hurt instruct <laughs> every time. Ben Franklin. So, yep. um, you know, so I guess like one challenge that I kind of want to leave the, ourselves and the listeners with, like, where do we seek our affirmation? Right. Yep. Um, because I think sometimes we, we go all over the board, like strangers on social media. Like I know people that like go on there and um, it made me think of a meme I saw this week of, um, you know, somebody posted, it was like, Oh, she didn't like my, or, not enough guys liked my first last pick, so I'm gonna have to show more butt in order to get more likes. There was a meme that was kind of along that lines. Mm-hmm. I think um, I saw it. Yeah, and so like, you know, is it the thirsty men and women out there that don't even know us? They don't know our story. They don't care about our story. Um, is it people from our family? Is it like you know our faith? Is it for ourselves? Like, is is that where we find our affirmations? Like, because there is healthy areas to find your affirmation. Hundred um, percent. At what point do we stop being consumed with seeking affirmation or attention from others? Um, you know, like, where's, where's your hard line? Yeah. Where, where do you go? Okay. That's enough. Yeah. And you start saying, you know, what really matters? You know, the likes that matter. Like, are, are, do I like myself? Am I mm-hmm. happy with myself and where I'm at right now? If you're not, what am I willing to change to get there? Yeah. Um, you know, is it in our faith? Like, I know what God says about me and I'm going to, I'm going to keep faith in that. Right. I'm going to keep trust in that, that like, I know, like, you know, he created me. He created me in a certain way. I'm going to stick to that. Like our personal truths, our boundaries, right? Our beliefs, our, our, our ideals of what we have, like our personal convictions. Those um, core values. And from those at home, like, is it our kids? Like, what I, do I, I want my kids to respect me. You know, is it my decisions that I'm making? Are they, is it healthy for them? Is it healthy for them to see me make those decisions? Um, is it my parents? Is it my significant other? Right. There's, there's some affirmations that like, those are the ones that matter. And, and so we can chase all the outside external stuff in the world, but until we take care of, like you said, what's in, so what's at home, what's going mm-hmm. on at home inside, it's not really going to matter. No, not at all. So yeah, that's, that's what I've got. I don't know if you got anything else you want to <laughs> put a bow on it, but I'm good, man. I like that little challenge. So yeah. I get that. That's a totally solid challenge. So, yeah. So this has been episode uh, 37. 37. I don't know why I thought it was 38, but okay. That's a, you know. <laughs> You start getting lost after so, a while. Yeah, uh, for the Advocacy Podcast, I'm Ryan. And I'm Tristan. I'm going to hit that uh, yeah, the music. Hey, nice. You know who composed this, right? That was a you. It was. Beautiful. <laughs> I'll You're take all the royalties for it. <laughs> take care, guys. <laughs>